Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you're having a lovely week and I can't deny it, I am thoroughly enjoying this week's heatwave. I'm not going to lie, I haven't read the news recently. I didn't know we were expecting one, but... If we're being honest, in England, we had a pretty naff August. I mean, I was wearing jumpers for half of it. So this is actually a really lovely surprise. I just feel more productive. I get more done. I do more housework. I feel more organised. When there's a bit of blue sky, it just makes the world of difference. This week's episode is all about when a breakup goes bad. So let's get started. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Now, we all know that breakups are one of the hardest things that we ever have to go through, whether it's just a couple that you go through, maybe it's only one, or maybe it's plenty. And they can be hard for so many different reasons. The obvious one is if you're the one being broken up with and you're completely heartbroken and it's the last thing that you want. But it's also really hard when you're the one doing the breaking up because you still have a care and a kind of love for that person. It's just not the same and you know that the relationship needs to end but you don't want to hurt that person and that can sometimes feel just as upsetting just for a whole other reason. And I do believe that for I would say a good 70 to 80% of the time when we go through a breakup, we want to do it in the best way possible. We want to cause the least hurt possible. We want the least damage to be done to us as possible, depending on who's breaking up with who, what the situation is around the breakup. But I always remember in a recent interview I did with Nikki Perfect around communication, which you can find on the episode log, She explained that our emotional brain is five times stronger than our logical brain. And that means that we can have the best intentions to be mature, grown up, keep our feelings at a certain level so that we're handling them respectfully for the other people around us. But if our emotional brain is strongly triggered, it's going to be very hard to control. And even if it's not because of a breakup, we've all been in a situation where our emotional brain is either triggered or just takes over. And we know we don't want to be doing what we're doing. We know we don't want to be saying what we're saying, but we just can't help it. So what I wanted to talk about today was when a breakup goes bad, because the breakup itself is hard enough. And then more often than not, some form of drama can quite often follow the breakup because inevitably someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Maybe both people's feelings get hurt for different reasons. And again, that hurt triggers that emotional brain, which if we don't know how to handle that, that's where we can cause a lot more upset for ourselves and for the other person. And sometimes for other people, depending if children are involved, sometimes friends and family end up getting dragged in. It can get really, really messy. So overall, I've been quite lucky. Most breakups I've had throughout my life, whether they were teenage or adult breakups, have been quite, when I say lucky, I feel like maybe that's not the best word to use, but they've gone fairly straightforward. There hasn't been too much of a repercussion, but I have also had breakups that 
really have caused a lot of drama and dragged out and there's been all sorts going on for whatever reason. And what I want to share today is how I have learned to navigate those difficult breakups, the ones where you just can't see eye to eye, you can't understand what the other one is trying to do, you can't understand what they're trying to say, and you kind of just want it to stop. You're at that point where whether it's heartbreak, whether it's frustration, whether it's anger, whether it's just you just kind of want to be moving on with your life and you feel like you're still somehow getting suckered back into this whole breakup routine, whatever the reason might be, these are the things that have really helped me deal with those bad breakups. So the first thing that really has helped me in a difficult breakup is talking talking it out, whether that's to your closest friends, whether it's a family member, maybe a parent, or if the breakup has felt particularly difficult, a counsellor or therapist is extremely helpful and I highly recommend it because speaking with somebody that can put logic to your emotions really helps to keep you calm and get an understanding because sometimes if a breakup has gone particularly bad, the one thing we want the most is closure and sometimes it's the thing that we're not able to get. But if someone can give you logic to your emotions and help straighten out those lines in your head for you, for you to connect the dots in whatever way that you can, that really will help to bring you peace and start to help you move forward and move on with your life. The next thing that really helped me during a bad breakup was having a distraction, having something else I could focus on, whether that was a hobby or work. Now, when I say this, I am not saying throw yourself into work and forget what's going on around you because you can very easily burn out. We all know that breakups are emotionally draining and it's not healthy to completely work all hours to not have to think about it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we all know that in those first couple of weeks, sometimes couple of months, it's all we can think about. And the more we allow ourselves to to think and analyse and critique the more exhausted we get, the more we make up scenarios that probably didn't happen and the more we're filling our head with a lot of ideas that it's just, again, because we're trying to come to terms with it and that isn't good for us and that causes a lot more pain than is necessary. One distraction that actually really did help keep my mind from overthinking and analysing was finding a course online Uh, There are multiple websites where you can find all sorts of different courses. Some are free or some are maybe 20 or 30 pounds, depending. And I picked a course on something that genuinely looked really interesting to me. It didn't feel like I was having to work. It didn't feel like I was having to prove anything with it. It was just something that genuinely fascinated me. So I would get stuck in for hours at a time because I was learning something new. And for the couple of hours that I was reading a certain module... I wasn't thinking about the breakup and then when my brain did later go back to the breakup I was looking at it with a lot more perspective and I managed to stay a lot calmer because my brain hadn't gone into overdrive because it had something to focus on but there are plenty of ways to distract yourself sometimes it's going to the cinema going to the gym but just do something even if it's just for an hour because that hour will give your brain that little bit of space that it will desperately need to not be thinking about the same thing over and over again. When a breakup is particularly bad and things aren't very pleasant, we can get so easily triggered by the smallest things. It can just be a passing comment that either the ex-partner says or a family member or a friend where, again, it just sends our emotional brain into an absolute frenzy. And 
when I have found myself being triggered, I have found that writing it out actually calmed me down a lot quicker than a lot of other things. Now, meditation is really good for when you're feeling triggered if you can get yourself to sit still and practice deep breathing because I know so many people do recommend that. However, I have had moments where if I am particularly triggered, I'm just too agitated and the thought of sitting down and trying to breathe slowly, it just, I'm like, no, uh, uh, no. And so when I can't just sit still and breathe and try and calm myself down from being triggered, I grab a pen and grab my journal and I just blurt it out in words. And for some reason, although talking, like I said, it's the first thing I like to do is speak. But writing it out is a different kind of giving yourself therapy. And you can write really fast and furiously and and take all the frustration out on the paper. And by the time you finished, you have calmed down. Because whether you're writing down your anger, whether you're writing down things that you just wouldn't want to say out loud because you know maybe you shouldn't say it. It's safe in that book and you know no one's ever going to see it as long as you keep it safe, you know. I recommend writing every single thought or emotion that is coming to you and why it's coming to you, where it's coming from, how you feel it's unfair, how you feel you've been wronged, whatever it might be, just get it out because it is a good release of anger. Something else that I actually found very useful for dealing with the frustration of a bad breakup, and it's something I learned from Persia Lawson when she did group rounds of her program GYS. And I used to love those. We used to get together once a week and she'd always do a meditation and something at the beginning to get you started before you started the module work. And one of the meditations, we had to get a pillow and we had to scream into that pillow and punch it for a good few minutes. And we were all doing it on this Zoom call together. We're all sitting there just literally getting all our emotions out and I have to say I felt a lot better for it now I know that some people do this and I know when I've been upset before I've gone running into my room and been like whatever and thrown myself on the bed but I've never thought to actually take time out to sit there and do that and scream into a pillow and give it a few punches and honestly if you need to release some frustration because you're at your wits end and you're and you're not really sure what to do next and you just need to get it out of your system something like that And you laugh at yourself because by the end, you've calmed down. You've actually released some of the anger and frustration. And you find yourself laughing at yourself for for being so like, just so carefree with your emotions. And you're doing it in a safe, private space. There's no one around. Do it just for you. And um, yes, I do highly recommend that if you're getting a little bit frustrated. And the final thing I'm going to share with you in this episode about how to deal with a bad breakup is slightly contradictory to the first piece of advice, which was to talk. Because what I'm going to say is know when to stop talking. Because I am somebody that can obsess over the smaller things and talk and talk and talk. And yes, we know talking is so good for our mental health. And I will always advocate it. And I think that talking brings your problems onto a human level and it stops them running away in your mind and becoming much bigger than they need to be. However, I have also fallen into the trap of where when you keep talking about something and you're not getting an answer. So, for example, if you're in a breakup situation where you're not getting any closure you might keep talking to your friends. I've definitely done this, but you're repeating the same thing over and over again because you're almost thinking if you say it again, you might get an answer this time. And there comes a point 
where if your breakup's not giving you the answer, nobody else is going to be able to give you a set answer. They can listen, they can support and they can guide and they can help you try and straighten things out, but they can't give you the answer that sometimes you are desperately looking for. Whether the answer is, why couldn't it work? Why did it have to feel so hard? Why was it so complicated? Why did they cheat? Whatever it might be, no one else will be able to give you that answer. And unfortunately, sometimes your partner, ex-partner, will also not give you that answer. And you have to be able to find a point where you start to let it go. Now, that point is different for everybody. Some people want to start on it quicker than others. And only you can decide when that point is right for you. But I do feel you get to a stage where you notice you're saying the same thing over and over again. And, you know, if your friends are honest with you, they might tell you at one point, they might say, look, as much as we're happy to listen to you, we don't know how much help we're being anymore because we give you an answer and then you say the same thing again. It could be something like that. Or sometimes you do, you can just hear yourself. I've definitely heard myself where I think, I've said the same thing like five times now. No one else is going to say anything different back to me. And I've had to actively go, okay, close the door on that part now and that's when I'd go back to go and find a distraction, go and find something else to do or something else to talk about because it is so easy to get caught in that spiral of talking about the same thing and especially if we're upset and then we'll go downward spiraling and find something else that upset us about the breakup and something else and then before you know it you are so so deep and then what was talking to help you make sense has actually just upset you even more because you're just there's a line. There is a line where you need to think, okay, I've expressed this now. I've spoken to my friends about this now. I've got some things straightened out now. It might not be the outcome I want. It might not be the answers that I want, but this is all I'm going to get. And this is what I'm going to have to work with in order to start to move on. I hope that even one of these things that I've shared with you today will help. And if you are going through a bad breakup, I really, really feel for you. But just know that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how hard it feels, no matter how heartbroken you are, you will honestly always come out on the other side. There is always light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it takes a while to see, but just be patient with yourself and you will get there. I will see you next time. (music) 